0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together, one chapter at a time, out loud. And we're looking at a psalm here, Psalm 101. And uh, this is, I think this psalm is just really interesting. You know, it says it's a a psalm of David. Um, And it it feels like a lot of different psalms, I feel like. When you look through it, you're like, okay, yeah, this kind of feels like psalm of david like um they're like lines like you know morning by morning there in verse eight we're like oh yeah isn't that like a like a psalm or a song or something morning by morning you know and and so there's like all these little things here that kind of seem familiar the whole thing kind of feels like psalm one in some ways but it's just it just kind of surprises you there's just plot twists morning by morning i will destroy all the wicked in the land so th- this is one of those psalms that you, you think you know this one but Maybe we need to take another look. <laughs> jo- joining us today, we have as our guest we've got Pastor Sean Come, Pastor at Christ the King Lutheran Church in Cody, Wyoming. Good morning, brother. Always good to have you back, been a little bit. And yeah, Psalm one hundred one, a psalm that deserves a second look, right?
1: It does. It does. We we tend to stop at or, or focus on Psalm one hundred. Um, yeah, it's the basis for a lot of hymns and then we get to psalm 101 it's like well okay moving on which actually <laughs> it needs a lot of time um and attention yeah
0: well isn't that funny though too right i mean a short little psalm um you know, just those eight verses and it's just sometimes it's like when they're shorter you almost have to spend more time because you're just trying to unpack this and say okay now it, that didn't give us a lot of time to figure out what's going on uh, but yeah i mean yeah it's it's just kind of a lot going on and not a lot of space
1: no it it's um, wow it it's just it's um, it, it I don't want to mean this in a in a negative way, but it has tentacles um, roots going all throughout the psalms and through Old Testament scripture drawing upon all kinds of uh, parts and connecting, and of course going forward also in fulfillment of our Lord Jesus.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that making the uh, connection to the fulfillment in the Lord Jesus is uh, going to be a little bit of the, the, the challenge and a little bit of the maybe under-addressed under, under addressed item as well, because like you were saying, we, we look at Psalm 100, Right. Um, and, and there, we're like, oh yeah, you know, like, and we we, we just kind of connected. I think with with um, you know, like the liturgy, and we connected to the incarnation, maybe even um, Easter, and you know, all those good things. But like you were saying, you know, hey, it's not like Psalm one hundred one is like anything less than Psalm one hundred. So uh, yeah, I yeah, know there's, there's there's some good stuff here. But uh, but, but without talking, uh, talking around this psalm, let's go ahead and get into it here as we do. Brother, would you offer a prayer for us?
1: Certainly. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to study your word, especially the hymnal and prayer book of the Old Testament, and the prayer book of our Lord Jesus. We also give you thanks for King David, the wisdom that you gave him through the Holy Spirit, to give us these words, to encourage our faith, to set our eyes aright towards your commandments, and to finally find its full fulfillment in our Lord Jesus, in him alone. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, so I think you already mentioned, you know, it is, I think, worth bearing in mind that this is the psalm that comes right after Psalm 100. And so, you know, Psalm 100 being a little bit more familiar, you know, make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Um, I feel like I've heard this psalm actually, that part uh, cited a lot uh, over the last several months. Um, You know, know that the Lord, he is God. I mean, just like, I, I don't know. I feel like every verse of Psalm 100 is like, a verse that you like know and have heard or has found its way into the liturgy somewhere, and uh, so so that is interesting to stop and think about hmm. So, what does that mean that this follows Psalm 100? Any, anything else that we ought to be thinking about in terms of I don't know where this is situated in the Psalter, like what, what kind of key words are popping up in this Psalm just to kind of hear it the right way?
1: Yes, um, Psalm 101. Uh, bearing the um notes a psalm of david has for some scholars been a little bit of a head scratcher yeah. because there's there's the attempt to nail it down to a specific date a specific event and through my reading conservative scholars tend to connect this to second samuel 6 they see overtones of that when um, David has the ark brought to Jerusalem, and in Second Samuel chapter six, you might recall that um, there's this joyful entrance, and as the ark of the Lord is being um, carried along, a man by the name of Uzzah puts out his hand and takes a hold of it because the oxen had stumbled. And the anger of the Lord is kindled against him, and he's yeah. struck dead. And um, right. David, we're told, is afraid of the Lord. And David asks, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? And tying that then to verse um, 2, when David says, oh, when will you come to me? The sentence structure and um, and all of that is is almost identical, and so you know is it, it's, it's a question that David asks twice: "Oh Lord, when will you come to me? Um, how can you come to me?" And so there's been some connections there, and um, I, I think that might hold some water. Um, but again, trying to to nail the psalm down to anything beyond that is is a little bit of a A challenge, and in one sense, that's okay, because the psalm applies and is useful every day of our lives.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I I think that that is interesting. How you know you you do have that superscription. and yeah, it's not nearly as obvious as some of the other ones, like, you know, a Psalm of David, the time when he printed pretended to be crazy or like, you know, the time when he was hiding in a cave, you know, it's just, right. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't line up that way. And, and yeah, it does have a Psalm of David, right? It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. when they were putting the psalter together, they said, Oh, that's probably wrong. <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with David. They never, they never said that. So it's like, well, there's, so there's got to be something, but yeah, just kind of maybe something to think. Maybe just keep in the back of our heads here, but let's go ahead and just, uh, without any further ado, go ahead and give this sure. a read. So this is Psalm 101, including that superscription, which is in the original language. A Psalm of David. I will sing of the steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set... Before my eyes, anything that's worthless? I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that's blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. So it just it is really interesting. In some ways, it, it kind of feels like a like like a vow. Um it's not necessarily using the most explicit vow language, but you know, it, it's it's a situation where it seems like David is saying, um, you know, like like you were saying, there's this kind of key question of, you know, how, when will you come to me? And so, it's like, well, you know, similarly how God says in the prophets, right? Well, hey, if God's about to show up, then, hey, make straight his paths, right? Um, Practice justice, Uh, do what is is righteous. And so, similarly, you know, it's like David is like resolving, like, okay, like, I I want God to come, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to destroy all these people. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's an interesting take on, you know, make straight his paths. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, so it's, it's just really interesting that this is a, a, a psalm here. And uh, you think about, you know, when would be the corresponding way that the, the church or the community of faith that we would use this or speak in a similar way?
1: Right. right. I, I did a quick check, and it, this psalm only shows up um, on one of the Sundays in the A-series of the lectionary readings oh. and um, in the propers. Otherwise, it doesn't appear at all. So I guess that would tend to lead people not to look at it very much, at least in church, during the worship service. Um, Luther says uh, an interesting quote about this psalm he calls it David's mirror of a monarch hmm. David's mirror of a monarch and um, he uh, Luther reads this as King David saying this is how a monarch should look he should act this way These, this should be his standards um, he will not tolerate and it, it goes on and on we'll bump into the verses as we go along but he's not going to tolerate any kind of evil no slander um He's going to have an upright and just court, and he expects the same of everyone around him, um, which I think mm-hmm. is a really fascinating um, observation on or, or take on on Luther. Um, there's also, a, and you're probably familiar with Kyle Dalich's um, commentary of long ago, and mm-hmm. in a footnote there, it talks about a, a very faithful, pious. Um, Lutheran Duke in the mid-1600s, Ernest the Pious. And there was an unfaithful minister, and he sent Psalm 101 to this minister, and his action became a proverb um, when it was said, if an official had done anything wrong, it was said, he will certainly receive the prince's psalm to read. Um, (laughs) If somebody did anything wrong, they were getting Psalm 101 in the mail, (laughs) And interesting! Thought, wow, wow! I mean, it was huh. this was important to at least um, hmm. at, at least to Ernest the pious. Um, he must yeah. have kept a few copies around. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that you know, this... really... Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, that's just really interesting, you know, and like you just, uh, I mean, just like you were saying. I mean, you, you think about it, and you're like, oh, this isn't really like a, you know, very. I don't know. Someone, someone's day can very easily be like, this isn't a very practical psalm or this isn't a, it's kind of a weird one. But, you know, in another generation, it was like one of the like go to psalms that you had to like, you know, have a bookmark in your Bible for. Or, or in this case, right? It sounds like, like, like a printout that you could just, you know, stick in the mail. Uh, I mean, it's just, right. it's really interesting how, you know, kind of our senses of like how, how something, if something is practical or not are really very like, I don't know. Just conditioned by the the time uh, that we find ourselves in, and, and uh, you know, just another generation could have a very different take on it.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and you made mention of this with Psalm one in a connection there. I think we certainly see overtones in this Psalm then too in in terms of walking um, the Lord's way. And mm-hmm. as I as I went through this Psalm, there are connecting points. To so many of the commandments, um, verse yeah. one: um, I will make music. You know that that's a worship, that's a worship thing. You know that's a third commandment part uh, about singing steadfast love, justice, and so David starts right there. This has to do with worship of God, um, and everything else that follows according to this standard he sets flows out of receiving God's word, his love, and um then he proceeds out of that uh setting.
0: Well and then, okay so that is really you know, interesting to think about how this, this psalm starts because you you have in in a lot of the verses that, that follow, like for instance, like in verse uh you know what is it here? Like in, in verse two uh, Though I guess that's, I'm always I'm always looking over at the Hebrew and look looking over at the the English because they don't always <laughs> line up the right way. Right. But no, it is it's it's verse two in English also. Um. But like a lot of these verses just start off with the verb. You know, I will sing. Right. Like I will, mm-hmm. I, will uh, I will ponder and and uh you know and, and you have this pattern of like or I won't do this. Right. But what's kind of striking to me is actually uh, the very beginning. Doesn't actually start with the word "I will sing," like it does in the English translation. The, the first thing is "hesed u mishpat." It's uh, you know that that loyalty, steadfast love, loving kindness, and justice. So yeah. like it, it almost kind of feels like when, when David starts off, it's like that's where he's starting. He wants to have this be a meditation on these things, um, which you could just kind of succinctly say is loyalty and justice. Um, And perhaps, maybe that kind of lends itself to that traditional reading like you were saying. Like, this is sort of like, you know, uh, a little bit like the prince's handbook on how to rule justly, right? Because this is a meditation, after all, on loyalty and justice.
1: And certainly, uh, the only one who could um, even begin to attempt to do so would be someone who confesses Jesus as Lord— um and that doesn't mean that Christian politicians, rulers, um, aren't sinful. And we see that certainly with David too. He certainly falls yeah, short right. of this. But he starts in the right right spot. That that's love or loyalty, justice, and then he makes music. <laughs> and you know, it's yeah. a little bit reminiscent of of Luther um in his morning prayer and in his instructions. And uh, you know, he talks about um, singing the Ten Commandments um, and going about your work, then setting off in your day um, joyfully singing him and and go to work. Um, David, you know, Luther, I'm sure gets that from the Psalms too. Um, this is this is where how it all starts out for us, right? Um, well, and I and wonder,
0: it, you know, and, and the other thing I think connected to that, um, especially you know, mentioning like the Ten Commandments. These words are really flexible and, um, kind of tricky because, um, I think, I think I misspoke when I was reading it and I, I said like the steadfast love because I, I was actually just, my brain was just going mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. steadfast love and justice of the Lord. Like I was just starting to say it involuntarily. Yes. <laughs> um, because so often you use these, uh, words to talk about God, but they don't always apply to God. I mean, you, you could actually apply these words to like a ruler and, and say that, yeah, he shows, faithfulness, he, he, uh, uh, loyalty, steadfastness, like he sticks with what he says. He, he, he honors his agreements. Uh, he makes good on his promises. Right. And I think that we, even today and, and, you know, in, in our own modern times understand that, yeah, it's important that a leader is going to stick by their promises. You know, like how often is it, you know, that's like, yeah, they said that on the campaign trail. Right. And like, how, how (laughs) different is it, you know, when they're actually in power. So uh, I think it's a little bit of a question is it is it God's um, steadfast love and justice? Or is he talking about the steadfast love and justice of a, a ruler, of course, uh, as you were saying, produced by the Holy Spirit and by faith. But you, you could kind of see it on either way.
1: Sure, yes. And that's an excellent question. You know, whose steadfast love and whose justice is this? God's, man's, or both? <laughs> you yeah, know? And again, yeah. as we see this as we see this fulfilled in in the God-man Jesus well then it is bald <laughs> too um, oh, you yeah, know, and he sure. says his kingdom is not of this world um, but yet he above his head on the cross it says he is, is king and we certainly see steadfast love and justice um, incarnate um, and dead and risen too yeah. um, I read an interesting comment on this And I would not have thought about this this way, but putting the words steadfast love and justice in the same sentence, um, steadfast love, uh, loyalty, could be translated even kindness, um, prevents justice from becoming too harsh, and justice saves kindness from becoming flabby, the commentator said. And I thought, wow, um, the steadfast love tempers the justice, and the justice gives a skeleton bones to the kindness or the steadfast love, so they both stand strong side by side and one doesn't overtake the other.
0: Yeah, well and that that is actually really intriguing because um a little you know, again, kinda of just looking at the Hebrew again, the uh it's almost like there's like a hyphen between steadfast love and justice. Um, which, you know, I mean that that might just be a note on like how you're supposed to sing this because it is, it is a song. Right. It is a psalm. Um especially a psalm of David, like you imagine this to be going to music or, you know, maybe something that you are supposed to sing like with a liar or something like that. Um but it is interesting to think that maybe it's kinda like it's not steadfast love and justice, but like it's steadfast love and justice. Like like it's supposed to be kind of like you were you were saying like kind of a single idea like you know justice with mercy merciful justice yeah. or 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 sort of like um or 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 maybe just like uh, something like just or, or or fair kindness right um so so just the idea of this kind of a almost like fatherly approach that's as you were saying not going to be too strict or or, t- or too flabby um and in that regard I mean I feel like that would kind of really make make me lean towards the he's talking about kind of the, the human level of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, you know, the next thing that gets emphasized is, is to you, oh Lord, I will make music. And so I, I feel mm-hmm. like what he's trying to say is that, you know, meditating on this is a way of honoring and glorifying God. That, you know, there's a lot of things we could sing songs about. And Lord knows there's a lot of things people do sing songs about. <laughs> um, but singing about this, uh, is a way of honoring God. Um, I mean, so I mean that that is, I, I think, kind of fundamentally. I think where where David seems to be starting.
1: If I could um, direct our listeners to hymn seven ninety six and yeah. Lutheran Service Book when in our music God is glorified, that that him uh, really connects, I think, with the second part of verse one of this psalm. Um, I will make music. And steadfast love and the justice of God are all the reason to make music. Or, as a ruler, if you're going to carry out steadfast love and justice, you're probably going to need to sing, <laughs> too, just to keep your spirits up. <laughs> or <laughs> sure. sing a lament psalm. Or <laughs> out of the <Yeah>. depths, <laughs> I cried to you, O Lord. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, it also you know, made me think of.
0: Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, actually, you know, this this is just the the idea of you know we give glory to God as we sing. This mm-hmm. is um, this is making me think about this. You know, we we saw this uh, especially when well, this was a while ago that we looked at Daniel and you, you saw the, the the close in Revelation for that matter the close connections between stars and rulers, stars mm-hmm. and kings, um, and there there is this, uh, this this phrase right in in Hebrew about like pouring out speech and you, you have in, in the Psalms even um, this idea that, that the stars they they, they pour out um, praise or the, they they give glory to God and just it's just interesting kind of like thinking thinking about that 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 on a certain level when you go to psalm uh, you know 19 heavens declare the glory of mm-hmm. God that kind of like on another level that's that's kind of like saying like well you know stars give glory to god by shining and kings give glory to god just by ruling well by 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 ruling with both justice and mercy just even if they aren't honoring god like and they aren't saying like yes you know to god be the glory and like and they say it in those words Mm -hmm. that that just ruling the right way just kind of a natural law level glorifies god i mean because i mean of course because it points to the to his own merciful and yet just rule.
1: Yes, yes. And, and Jesus points that out, too, um, before Pontius Pilate, that he would not be ruling um, yeah. over Jerusalem were it not for being placed there by God. And that's that's yeah. full of all kinds of tension and, and head-scratching to it sometimes as we look at well, the sure. world's rulers. But, but in terms of the Christian vocation of being in a position of power and ruling. Um yes, the the vocation is going to be carried out and you know Paul talks about us praying constantly continually and if we're praying, you know that also means perhaps singing too whether we can yeah. or not. And um and certainly this is a good place to start. Verse 1, I will make music.
0: Yeah. Well, and I and I think um for me, just kind of like listening to what you're saying there, like thinking about it as in, in, in a way, just e- even our just and righteous living, you know, is, mm-hmm. as far as God mercifully allows by the power of spirit is a is a song in itself. Um, you know, it r- reminds me of the way that, that Tolkien talks about, uh, mm-hmm. when, like when he's talking about like the world of Middle Earth, that there are mm-hmm. beings that all they do is they that they sing. And these are kind of like uh, representing angels, and that, like, kind of, like, all of creation is, in fact, a song composed by God. Um, you know, very Revelation-like. But but thinking about it that way, that, that singing is uh, not really, like, a, a distraction or kind of, like, a thing that you do sometimes mm-hmm. in church, maybe. But thinking of it as kind of representative of what your whole life is and, and like, a, as a song. And that um, even, in fact... In, in the secular natural law realm, like the left hand mm-hmm. kingdom of God, there is supposed to be a song that includes mercy, and I, and I think that's really interesting because I, I think uh, you get into some culture war stuff where it's like, well, oh, the government has no business being in the being involved in mercy. That's the church. Mm. Um, you know, the government is just to enforce the laws and be just, and that's the end of it. Um, but but I feel like the the perspective here is like well no like y- you can't in fact really do justice without having mercy also but I want to chew on that it's time for our break uh, everybody hang on we're looking here at Psalm 101 here on the Strong Word we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at Psalm 101 today, and we're joined by one of our regular guests here. We've got Pastor Sean Cumm, pastor at Christ the King Lutheran Church in Cody, Wyoming, uh, talking about this psalm that really, you know, like uh, we were saying at the beginning, really deserves a second look here. Um, and it's just so interesting how it's just, it's a meditation on you know what what it might be loyalty mercy it's you know notoriously difficult to <laughs> to, to translate um and justice and you know how that's uh, yeah those those are things of god but they're also things that god has put into this creation which he has composed and ordered uh before I forget, speaking of uh you know the way that things are composed and ordered we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing for for the support of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation thank you guys uh for your support underwriting the program lhfmissions.org is their website. Uh, no, no questions today. This one's pre-recorded. Um, talking about kind of the political sphere on uh, a pre-recorded program. Who knows how this is going to sound later? <laughs> like, maybe they'll maybe they'll play it like on November twelfth. You know, like I don't, I don't know. Uh, who knows? But but yeah. But anyway. So we, we were just saying though. I mean you you really can't neglect uh, this like this mercy faithfulness idea even in left hand kingdom justice. I, it it doesn't really actually make sense if you go like all justice. I think you, I don't know. I think you wind up with like totalitarianism or something, which is ironically not just.
1: Certainly, yes, it's it's not just. And without the uh, steadfast love, without mercy, without kindness, tempering that. Um, and this is difficult. This is difficult for well, left-hand kingdom leaders and the government to have a heart. Um, my, yeah. my son and I have had yeah. this discussion as in his late junior high years and now early in his high school years about the role of government. And um, I, 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 I told him, I said, don't expect the government to have a big heart. You know they will come and they will help during a hurricane. They will help in disaster, but they're going to do their job and move on. Um, they're they're not going to be there for for the long haul. I use that as an example. Yeah. A dear pastor friend of mine, going back to the Gulf um, Coast at post Hurricane Katrina, um, a dear Christian woman said to him, "You know the, the government is left, and you know our government went and did what they needed to do." Um, but she says those who stay behind are the Christians and, you know, they're, they're the ones yeah. with the bigger heart. Although we got to be careful because we need the other side to that, the justice, because, you know, and, and maybe many of us uh, do this. We think perhaps too much with our heart sometimes, and then yeah. we might turn a blind eye to sin or that which needs justice. Yeah. Too. there's there, we, it's a ten, it really is a tension. And, you know, we Christians, we know that, we Lutherans, it's all about living that tension. But.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and that's, um, I, I think, too, part of the thing that you're describing, actually, just even in the, in the phrase, the government, um, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned Katrina, right? Because it, it's, I, I doubt it was as if the government left, because I'm pretty sure even after FEMA, right, packed up their mm-hmm. bags and mm-hmm. left, there was still government. Right? right, like right, it just, right, right. but it is, it is interesting how we just very naturally, and this is just indicative of like problems in American political discourse, right? But like <laughs> we, we just kind of automatically go, the government is this distant, gigantic federal True. thing, right? right. Um, though I guess if you live in like you know like. You know um, Alexandria or something maybe, maybe it doesn't feel so distant right but but for a lot of us right it feels very distant right like in Wyoming or you know Southern california it feels distant and and uh and, and so as a part of that then we, we kind of you know think of it as you know it's it's distant it's uncaring it's kind of this mm-hmm. the faceless bureaucracy right and, and so we we kind of really think of it as like oh yeah like you know there is no loving kindness there mm-hmm. right they're just gonna they're gonna show up and do their thing and write checks mm-hmm. and you, you know, um, right? But but we really we really I think uh, in the midst of that, and I was really happy. Like one of our guests recently, kind of kind of uh, got me thinking about this government. You know, the left hand kingdom. That, that's not just like executives. That goes all the way down. Um, you know, to to the to the local. You know, aldermen and the mm-hmm. mayor. And I mean. On a certain level like the people on your HOA I mean right. you know mm-hmm. who can be neighbors to you who like show up on Easter and give you chocolate I mean that's what <laughs> yeah that's what our neighbors did right I, I mean like so so I, I don't think we should be so quick to say that the government is like heartless or something right um not 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 not, not saying that you were saying that but like I think kind of as a, as a whole collectively uh, especially those of us kind of more towards like the more conservative end of things we, we kind of just automatically just say that but that's that's really a very shallow look at God's left-hand kingdom
1: and, and I don't know what what the full experience was for this this, this lady. And, and certainly you make a very, very good point, AJ, is that the people who make up the government, and ultimately all of us as neighbors, for the people who would make up the government, there are people with a heart within that. Yeah. yeah. And they are able to do things for people and make things happen that are very helpful, very good. Um, and so, you know, we praise God for that also. Um, you know, I can be I, I it, it, my, my local postal carrier, awesome person. Um can I be yeah. frustrated with the larger entity of the United States Postal Service? <laughs> yeah I probably can. But that doesn't negate okay, no. the person it, 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 the person that delivers the mail. You know, or it could be, you right. know, the um your local um Department of Motor Vehicles or, the, you know, the, the sewer and water, it, any any of the, the entities out there, um, we can stereotype, yeah. and as we walk yeah. into the building, think, oh, they're not going to care. Well, yeah. maybe not, but by and large, the people that actually make it all move and work, yeah, yeah. And so we think well, that, you know, that, that when a, it goes well.
0: Yeah, I know, well... <laughs> No, no, and that, that's, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, you just think about that. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of people who are employed by the government in one way or another. Um, you know, you, you think even directly, indirectly, um, you know, like my wife is in the sciences and like, you don't, you don't stop and mm-hmm. think about just like how many university, like researchers and scientists, mm-hmm. right? Who are, you know, private sector, but, uh, government funded, <laughs> you know, so you, yeah. you think about really like in some ways just how many people there are um who work for the government in one way or another. Um and, and yeah, like you were saying, they they have a heart. And uh and they have a heart for people and they have a heart for what they do. And on a certain level, like as a as a left hand kingdom idea, this, this filters all the way down to the basic reality that we're voters. And mm-hmm, that means mm-hmm. that we all of us as voters are left hand kingdom, which is very interesting because that means that we should be voting with a view not only to justice, but also to uh, what, what you call it, like you know, uh, you know, loving kindness or lo- loyalty, mercy, um, which is I think pretty interesting again because I I feel like I feel like I've done this myself. It's like okay, we're voting, we're just gonna like vote on you know, hey, th- this this uh this doesn't violate th- this violates the rules, and oh, this is uh you know th- this would be an un you know, like, too, too much money or you know you know mm-hmm. I mean that kind of just I don't know kind of robotic like I'm just gonna kind of <laughs> throw like this filter at it, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't we can't be just unless we also have this other piece.
1: Exactly, exactly. And yet, you know, at the end of the day, remi- remind, remembering that um, this this left hand kingdom will pass away.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 that's
1: right. It <laughs> will not follow us into heaven. Um, and so, you know, the the, the mess that um, and the struggle in our world to serve, to be served, to rule to be subjects in whatever manner, um, the messiness of all of that, um, will pass away. <laughs> and yes, we look yes, forward to right. in, in perhaps all and, of them. You thank, know? God, right. <laughs> yes, thank God, right?
0: Yeah. Thank God. But yeah, you know, that's right. It will, it will pass away though, though. The redeeming, uh, notion of course, is that the, the actions that are done as left-hand kingdom participants will in some ways follow us into heaven. Um, Oh, sure. Yes, right. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so there's, a, there's a real, there's a real tension. There's a real tension. Um, but lest this tension prevent us from getting to the other seven verses. Um <laughs> okay. that's not my fault. Um but but so yeah, so yeah, you, you have have the theme and, and this and in some ways like you know the title almost that David's giving it. And then it's this kind of series of so I will ponder, um, you know, I, I will walk, I will not set before my eyes. Uh I I mean a lot of these 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 action words, um a perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. It's it's interesting, you know, like what what is what is uh, David really getting at with all of these here? I mean, like it, it seems in some ways like they're all kind of uh, like like explanations or kind of just like intensifications or restatements of the same thing, like what I just did. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but but you know, like he 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 keeps he keeps doing this and keeps saying like you know, this commitment that he has.
1: No, you're exactly right, and. And he sets, a, well, the Holy Spirit um, sets a very high bar of walking with integrity, um, not setting anything worthless before one's eyes, hating those who fall away, um, perverse heart will be far away, um, not slandering. And uh, it, it, um, one, one certainly is yeah. driven to say, how, how is this even possible? Um, who can even yeah. do this? But also, um, again, it drives us to our Lord Jesus. But also, you know, there's that reality for each and every one of us as God's people. These two, whether we're ruler or not, these two also apply to us. Walking with integrity, um, not putting anything worthless before us, Heat, the work of those who fall away. And that, that verse there is, um, yeah, is a little bit of that. a challenge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is one where, um, yeah, I, I think it's, this is just one of my, my, my go-to things when we're reading the Bible. We have to be careful about emotion words, um, mm-hmm, just because mm-hmm. we, we, kind of approach like emotions and psychology very differently mm-hmm, at times mm-hmm. than David, <laughs> who's a little bit removed from us culturally speaking. I mean, I think it's probably fair to say <laughs> a little bit. It's a little bit of a cultural gap. Um, and I think that one of the things that you see there is that basically in Hebrew, the word hate doesn't mean hate. Um, it means mm-hmm. be at odds with, be enemies yeah. with, um, mm-hmm. means uh, not not ally yourself with, um, which is very different than when you're reading that as King David, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. that, that can really then come across now in that kind of context as I'm not making any deals with those who fall away or i i'm mm-hmm. not going to make an an alliance with those who fall away which which again kind of puts it i think properly with all the other verses back in the realm of actions right and not mm-hmm. like like he's just boiling over with you know hatred or some kind of like you know emotional like er i just these people um but but it still i think kind of leaves us with so so why would he uh refrain from making these sorts of agreements and uh, you know arrangements with people who Fall away. What? What is? What, what are? Who are those who fall away? Anyway, here.
1: Right, those who fall away. Um, well, certainly, what have they fallen away from? Yeah. And one one way we could get to an answer there is they have fallen away from the steadfast love and the justice that David starts off with, and of course, then the Lord. Um, yeah. In the prior verse. Um, I will not set my eyes um, before anything that's worthless. Well, um, what is worthless? You know, and why yeah. would you want to hate that? And yeah. the, the Psalms also speak of uh, worthless idols. Yep. And yep. so, you know, there's that part. And as I was struggling with this word hate here, it, yeah. um, it drove me to the rite of baptism and where we're asked... Oh, yeah, questions. denounce, do, denounce. Do you renounce yeah. the devil? Do you renounce yeah. all his works? Do you renounce all That's his right. ways? And I thought, yeah. you know, the, the word hate here, yeah. um, if I can import the word renounce here, I think there's a sense of yeah. this. I renounce the work of those who yeah. fall away. Um, because there's very much a, a public um, oral character to all of this, too. You know, this isn't just private in a person's heart. But yeah. when it comes to slandering um, and uh, some of the things that are said, both in action and in words, um, how, do we, how do we do that as God's people, too? And in, in our house, uh, we, we have a rule that we, we don't use the word stupid, unless you use it to describe <laughs> yourself. <laughs> you, don't, you don't call other people stupid. And yeah. you sparingly use the word hate, because it's a, it, yeah. it is a strong word. Um, and, and I'm not saying it should be put away here at all, and, and thank you for the clarification or the, of, of that word, digging deeper into it, yeah. but how yeah. God's people then? Do we say, I hate the work of those who fall away? It, it, and that's another question, what is the it there, shall not cling to me, the work. But um, yeah. the idea there that it's the work of those who have done this, it's not going to stick to me. Um yeah,
0: I, that's a really. I appreciate that way of breaking it down and, and like thinking about yeah, the verb like uh, denounce or renounce in the case of the baptismal right. You know, just just you know where it's saying like I, I'm not I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't intend. I mean, you know, of course we we say all those things. I renounce the devil mm-hmm. and all his works and all his ways. Of course, because of the sinful nature, it's just inevitable that we are going to at some point find ourselves back in league. You might say. Mm-hmm the devil Mm -hmm. and his works and his ways, uh, you know, at one time or another, just out of weakness. Um, But, but yeah, that, that idea that, you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not kind of like publicly and deliberately and, you know, like, uh, you know, giving it our public endorsement or Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, And so I think, yeah, in that, in that respect, it does kind of combine with the, the preceding part, you know, anything worthless, you know, idols. Uh, And then later a perverse heart, She'll be far from me. I mean, this is just sort of like, I feel like this is like one of the, one of these things you hear, like, you know, we're not going to have anything like that in my administration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, we're in my administration, we're going to be transparent. We're not going to do any of these <laughs> shady, you know, behind closed doors. I mean, like, how many times have we heard that song? Oh, yeah. yeah, right. You know, and it's just, it's too bad that they're not singing this song. Um, that, yeah, it's, you know, this, this idea that, you know, there, there's a, there, there's a way of doing this. That's just, it, it's, it's corrupt. It's, um, it, it's, it's obfuscating, you know, it hides some darkness and the rest. So, I mean, I, I think that when it, when it talks about like those who fall away, I mean, I think maybe, maybe the right way to read that is kind of like in this, this context that we're suggesting that it's sort of like talking about like duplicity, talking about double mindedness, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, like those who uh, basically, you know, outwardly are, you know, like, oh yeah, David, yeah, Yahweh, you know, that's all great. Um, but inwardly are are going in a different direction, or maybe starting to veer in
1: mm-hmm. a different direction. Yes, yes. I I totally agree. And and um what follows after that last part of verse three then um shows us what happens when you do work, um, or those who do fall away, how do they act? And then the public renunciation of that also. You know, there's going to be a perverse heart. There's going to be slandering, haughty looks, arrogant heart. Um, those, that is how people have fallen away from the ways of the Lord, from justice, from kindness. This is how how they're going to act, either in the left hand kingdom or the right hand kingdom. Um, and so we're yeah. we are very very much warned, cautioned um, here also.
0: Right yeah i know and, and that's um i think i think that's helpful too because uh this is a, actually we didn't even mentioned this but this is actually one of the words in hebrew that we don't just really know about <laughs> it's, you, you look at it in hebrew and you're sort of like uh what what um and, and so you kind of compare what the, what the greek says and you kind of mm-hmm, you know and, mm-hmm. and the best you can really do is try to like figure out okay well how, how could this maybe fit the context and, and and what word maybe could it be and um mm-hmm. you know it's kind of one of those things where it's like if you kind of interpret it in a way that seems nothing like the preceding verse and the following verse. It's probably not what it means. Uh, right, so I, I right, think right. that, yeah, the way that you've you've broken it down for us, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it gets at the the nature of the thing. Uh, I mean, and there it is in verse 5, right? Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. You know, I, I, again, that idea of kind of saying one thing but doing another. Um, it, it is interesting, though, how, you know, he, he switches now kind of more actively to, like, n- not just, <laughs> I'm going to, these people will be excluded from the David administration, but uh, <laughs> but I'm going to destroy these people. You know, I'm not going to endure them. Um, you know, and, and then that, that gets picked up in verse 8. Morning by morning, I will destroy all the wicked in the land. I mean, that, that, seems, that seems like a little bit of an amplification.
1: Very much so. And yet our Lord, um, in the Old Testament, he very much sets that standard as he instructs the children of Israel as they're going into the promised land. That evil, yeah. those who carry out evil, practice evil, believe in the worthless idols. The day of judgment is coming upon them, and as you well know, in a far, far greater, magnified way on the last day, too. Um, it isn't even just left hand kingdom, earthly justice, but ultimately, um, the the setting aside, the destruction of of unbelievers, evildoers. The um, wicked on the last day too.
0: Yeah, yeah well, and, and I think that that's that's really then what what kind of brings us back down to the context and, and where it makes sense. This isn't just David saying, "I'm going to just you know like everyone who commits a crime, just death penalty for everyone in my land." He's he's not saying that as much as he's saying all those who would get in the way of justice and mercy. Right. Those who are, you know, perpetrating mm-hmm. these, these sins, these crimes, uh, taking advantage of people, committing crimes against people. Uh, these are the people I'm going to stop them. I'm going to stop mm-hmm. these guys. And th- mm-hmm. that's his job. You know, it's, it's not his. He's not supposed to be like, well, you know, live and let live. And, you know, everyone can do their own thing. <laughs> no, like he, he's the king. He's supposed to stop these people from, from doing this. He has to protect. I mean, we, we have that shepherd Im- imagery, right? Like yes. the, the shepherd needs to actually protect the sheep. And not just say well you know i'll give them advice and it's up to them whether they take it but you know pretty much gonna let them do their own thing like no you gotta gotta protect it and uh you know when you just think of the, the phrase even morning by morning throughout the scriptures you know you got yeah. like you know uh, it, it talks about god's provision right Mor- morning by morning and uh just so, so it goes back to exodus right um you know morning by morning the the, the uh the manna from heaven so yeah, i mean i, exactly. I think th- this is in some ways morning by morning, I'm going to make sure that people get their God-provided manna, and I'm going to stop the people who try to take it from them.
1: Yes, yes, and there is certainly that Fourth Commandment connection here, then, uh, which includes our rulers. You know, when we pray for daily bread, we're typically not thinking about the local dog catcher and the the city water department and, you know, all the way up to the president and Congress, you know, all the branches and those above us. And even you know, if we're put in a position to rule over someone or provide services in some kind of administrative way, we're that's all c- contained under daily bread. You know, Luther's explanation drives that point home. Good government, <laughs> and um, yep. you know, it's like those two words go together.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <they're laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. But, yeah, no, that, that that's really that's really well said. No, and really, really, that's all. I, I guess. Really, like, yeah, I didn't really offer any new insights except for what's there already in the fourth petition there uh, that Luther has. That, that yeah, daily bread includes ultimately good government because um, the government's got put it this way. The government has to be doing something right if like we still have food in our homes. Right. Like, I mean, as bad as the government is, they're doing something right, you know, if we still have bread to eat. So, I mean, I think that's that's a that's a moment to. To be humbled. Yeah. And, um, and and then I think the other side of it too is um, it's not even just uh, the fourth petition, but also the third petition uh, that, you know, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what do we say, right? Well, um, you know, how, how does this happen? Well, God, wh- what's it say, right? Like uh, I'm thinking about how it, how it goes in Spanish. So I'm not sure if I'm getting this right in English. But like God um, like thwarts and disrupts um, every evil uh, plan and purpose um, that, that would try to stop us or get in the way of us uh, ho- hallowing his name or the coming of his kingdom, right? I mean, th- this idea sure. that, yeah, like if you're going to have God's will and, and God's provision, like, well, someone's got to stop the bad guys. And, and I think this is exactly what David's getting at.
1: And under the fourth petition, Luther also draws our attention to peace. You know, yeah. and if, yeah. Sorry. If, we, if we're praying for good government um, and we have the gift of peace, praise God. Praise God, because it certainly makes your daily bread taste a lot better. <laughs> so it makes, God, it, easy, it, makes right. it easier to eat it if you have peace and in a government that maintains order, like them or not. Um, yep. it, it does make your meal time and everything else in life possible, enjoyable, and yeah. um, and then we just pray. Come, Lord Jesus, be our God. Yeah, that's Lord right. That's right. There's that eschatological right.
0: there moment, right in in the prayer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think then this is actually so kind of big picture. I, I like what you're bringing out here because you know, far from this being like, okay, l- l- this is the standard of like a good government, right? A good ruler. Oh yeah, look at our government. Pfft. Well, yeah, like like it you know measures up to this, like it holds a candle to King David. Mm. Rather than that, I, I think when you look at this, I, I think we ought to have the heart of humility and say, "Wow, you know what? I, I like to complain about them and say they're doing this wrong and mm-hmm. that wrong and that wrong, but I only even get to have that breath and the comfort and luxury of doing all those things because they are doing actually a lot right. Um, you know, as, as corrupt as it is, like we need to take a step back and uh, just really appreciate the goodness of God." in the midst of all these things and just how he really does, uh, provide through, uh, yeah, imperfect flawed, uh, things that we should try to improve. Uh, but, uh, these God appointed means that he's put there. And, uh, you know, like like you said, it it only, you know, points away to, you know, Christ, whose whose own government and kingdom that we pray for, even when we get around the table, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, come Lord Jesus. Right. Uh, it only Mm -hmm. points ahead to how, how we long for his own, Heavenly Jerusalem and his good government, right? That will be perfect in, in justice and in mercy. Uh, but we have a lot to be humble and grateful for in the meantime.
1: Very much so. And that takes you to the end of verse 8, um, from this uh, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. And the city of the Lord that sets our eyes on the New Jerusalem and the book of Revelation. And seeing that descend, and yeah. after that, And, and, you know, David bookends, um, the beginning he talks about, he makes reference to you, O Lord, I will make music. And then at the end um, of the psalm, as it's translated, at least in the English, um, ends with the city of the Lord. And what is bookended in the middle is about integrity and honesty and uh, not tolerating evil and perverseness and the wicked and, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah.
0: But but yeah no that, that that's just right that you know they, they make these bookends and it's just it just shows how in faith because we have the hope of the heavenly Jerusalem we can be patient with the shortcomings of the, the earthly one um, and we can, we can <laughs> thank God for the good things uh, because we do have that hope in Christ that that you know He is ultimately regardless of who's elected or who's in, in, who's administration is in charge it, you know it, it's the year of our Lord He ultimately is the one in command of all these things so. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, yeah, just you know, very uh, appropriate to the stuff that we we spend a lot of time thinking about these days. But God, God bless you and all your people out there, and in uh, Cody. And looking forward to having you on again soon. Well,
1: thank you, AJ. I look forward to Psalm 101 being sent off to um, many and administrative positions throughout
0: <laughs> our life. <laughs> amen, amen. We'll make it. We'll make it happen. God bless right. you. Hey, thanks, brother. Everybody, that was Pastor Sean Come, pastor at Christ the King, a very, very appropriate name of a church to consider Psalm 101, uh, in Cody, Wyoming. Uh, until next time, everybody, I'm Pastor AJ Espinosa. Peace.
1: You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting by Strong Word.